I can say that this scientist was shoving sub of kid's butt without consent, and I can say it with conviction now. Welcome to the Diary of a Researcher, where we unearth controversies, discoveries, and address the uncomfortable topics. Whether you're in academia or industry, professor or student, these are the things worth knowing to give you that slight edge in your field. I am your host, Matthew O'Neill. Vaccine versus autism, bad apple or a bad barrel? Hi everyone, today I'm joined by Dr. Sammy, a freelance SciComm researcher and content administrator for Public. Hi everyone, I'm here to study pod. We're pleased to have you here. So we're going to start off with the most famous and controversial of them all. The one that sparked massive anti-vaxxer movements and outrage in healthcare and begs the question, how did this happen? So throughout human history, the creation, diffusion, and impact of traditions about the cause-effect relationship of diseases have been shaped by political, religious, social, psychological, and economic factors. And while scientists are not guilty of doing this, at least not intentionally, there are a few and famous. When work is presented in science and is shown to be corrupt, it not only discredits that work, it discredits the authors and the science. We have been here before. In the US, syphilis patients were denied treatment for 40 years just so scientists could study the natural course of the disease. And there were also patients in a Jewish hospital injected with live cancer cells without their knowledge to determine the body's ability to reject foreign cells. And the list goes on with radiation treatments by the governments, etc. Now, in 1998, Andrew Jeremy Wakefield, a British anti-vaccine activist, former physician and now discredited academic, published a paper claiming a link between measles, mumps and rubella vaccine or the MMR vaccine to autism. Almost immediately afterward, epidemiological studies were conducted and published, refuting the link between MMR vaccination and autism. The logic that the vaccine would trigger autism is a likely misconception that persists because of the coincidence of timing. Both events, vaccination and early signs of autism, occur in early childhood. So he was struck off the medical register for this false claim. Okay, that's a, a lot of information. So, so why is it important that we speak about this? Because decades later, it still affects us, even with the recent pandemic. We are aware that it happened or someone told us, but rather than just trusting that, it's good to know what really happened. So the next time in a conversation, we can build our point with conviction. When previously, when I've been asked, I say, yeah, that's a false claim. It was based on a disproof paper in 1998. Mm -hmm. But now I can say that this scientist was shoving stuff of kids' butt without consent. And I could say it with conviction now. Wow. Okay. So this paper was published in The Lancet and is often referred to as a Lancet MMR fraud. Why is that? 
Simply put, their response was shady. It was either they were in on it or trying to cover it. We have the account from Brian Dare, the investigative journalist on the Wakefield case, and then an account directly from The Lancet. Firstly, it took The Lancet six years just to investigate the paper, which was in 2004, something that have something that should have been done before publishing. Human error usually misses one or two typos or minor errors. The Lancet missed a huge misconduct, almost as if they were deliberately turning a blind eye. And secondly, the editor-in-chief of The Lancet, Dr. Richard Horton, said that until that decision, he had no proof that the paper was deceptive. However, When you look at the journalistic account of the court case, Dr. Horton nodded to the three accused doctors and they nodded back with a slight smile. Though he said he doesn't regret publishing the paper and stand by it as science should be free, he also seemed to be in on it. I don't know about you, but my trust issues have just gone up. So... You just mentioned some misconducts. What were these? Certainly. Um, Firstly, ethical violations. They had conducted invasive procedures on children without obtaining necessary ethical clearances. But after the investigation, the University College Medical School and the Royal Free Hampstead NHS Trust published a statement in The Lancet saying that they were entirely satisfied that the children had been subjected to appropriate and rigorous ethical scrutiny. Again, Shady published in The Lancet. And this shadiness was revealed years after by the General Medical Council in Britain, who concluded that Dr. Wakefield had subjected 11 children to invasive tests like lumbar punctures and colonoscopies that they did not need and for which he did not receive ethical approval. Then next was scientific misrepresentation. So they reported that their sampling was consecutive when in fact it was selective The Lancet again said that its editors found no evidence that its authors intended to deceive them, including the way the children were selected. Adding to this fraud was that they picked and chose data that suited their case. So basically, they were falsifying facts. The study group comprised only of vaccinated autistic kids, and any scientist would know for a controlled study you would need a group of unvaccinated autistic kids as well. Then there was also the aspect of funding that editors did admit regret to, but claimed it was not disclosed to them. Even after all of this, The Lancet kept the paper published, citing um, public interest in the issue. And just to clarify... They were funded by lawyers who had been engaged by parents in lawsuits against vaccine-producing companies. Yeah, I, I can understand the emotions leading to suing some of these companies. 
But the way that science was disrespected by the scientists in this particular case, I, I think that's caused more harm. Indeed, because the Lancet exonerated Wakefield and his colleagues from charges of ethical violations and scientific misconduct. And all in all, it took the Lancet 12 years to actually retract this paper, and it was by force. So they essentially supported it, which is concerning because as a scientific community, we depend on these journals to maintain reliability, equality, and fairness, and to put their needs, that is their reputation, before ours. Even members of autism and research societies question the article, given its small sample size. There's also a pediatrician and professor at a Canadian university who said why the Lancet published this paper is completely beyond her and a risk versus benefit equation was really tipped the wrong way. So risk versus benefit, what was the aftermath like? Where do I begin? Firstly, millions if not tens of millions of dollars have been spent on additional studies to validate or disqualify the original Wakefield study. Another quite obvious result of this, as reported by health agencies, is the resurgence of measles as vaccination rates dropped. And now there's a new link, one that is actually evidence, which is measles outbreaks linked to unvaccinated kids, which can be fatal. Avoiding the vaccine and getting the disease itself is a huge mistake because one of the complications of the disease is swelling of the brain and this can lead to learning disabilities and deafness. Mm, yeah, that, that is interesting and usually when a scientist is challenged, they will go back into the lab, they'll work on their hypotheses and their theories and you know, have a genuine interest for the disease that they're, they're trying to find more about. Yeah, Wakefield instead, he took it to the battlefield, he waged war against vaccines, he took up the vendetta of his funders, desperate parents looking for answers and guided them down a rabbit hole. And the hypocrisy of the matter is that the year before, in 1997, he patented a measles vaccine that would succeed if the combined vaccine was withdrawn or discredited. This showed that his agenda was flawed. And obviously, when they provided alternatives like separating the vaccines for MMR and removing the mercury from another vaccine, he came up with other reasons and advances theories the only answer that might satisfy him results in using his patented vaccine. Okay, so let me just understand this. So Wakefield didn't go on to reconduct a proper study in a scientific way, but he did stand to profit from his own potential vaccine. And I wonder if his funders had knowledge of this or were even part of it. Maybe, maybe not. At some point, they must have known. But these were parents that are desperate, looking for answers, probably something to blame, and they were taken advantage of. So looking a little bit wider uh, on how this affects, you know, people and lives, how was the autistic community affected by all of this? 
Well, basically nothing changed. As a matter of fact, it has gotten worse. Regardless of vaccination choice, autism is on the rise. Or more correctly, it's just that we are more aware and able to recognize it. There is increased diagnosis and reporting, changing of the definition of autism, or an actual increase in development. And when you tunnel specifically into autism and vaccination, you know what happened when all these changes were made? Unsurprisingly, nothing. Nothing has had any apparent impact on childhood autism rates. Anti-vaccine groups now suggest that a significant number of children have a cellular disorder whose effects are set off by vaccinations. And this is where Andrew Wakefield should have headed. Focus on the disease and not lead these desperate parents by false evidence. So much have been lost trying to corroborate this link, money, time, that could have been spent on something more logical. With each new theory that emerges, parent groups have called for research to explore possible links between vaccination and autism. Study after study have failed to show any link, and prominent scientific agencies have concluded that scarce research dollars should be spent investigating other possible causes of autism. So money's being flushed down the drain over a fixation built by fraud. This draws relevance to um, a saying by Sal Bello. A fool can throw a stone in the pond that 100 wise men cannot get out. So Dr. Sammy, what are the takeaways? So first and foremost, we need to state that study after study has found no such link between vaccines and autism. Studies have been done regarding the possibility of a link between the mercury preservative in some vaccines and autism. Again, no such link was found. And from a safety perspective, I mean, vaccines are tested repeatedly before they're being approved. Uh, and they continue to be monitored for adverse reactions, you know, long after they're released. Exactly. Um but despite this, we know parents are fueled by the need to know to believe that their children's mental problems resulted from vaccinations and the conspiracy theory that vaccine manufacturers are hiding something about MMR and autism. Even the head of these autism societies acknowledge that it has a genetic cause and that there are environmental factors that we don't understand yet. Of course. And there's also uh, plenty of cases of unvaccinated kids with autism. So we really need to shift the focus away. Yes, definitely. Don't be blindsided by one bad apple while looking for answers backed by reliable evidence. As the British Medical Panel concluded, Dr. Wakefield has been dishonest. He violated basic research ethics and showed a callous disregard for the suffering children involved in this research just to profit from a vaccine he patented the year before. And no large study has been able to replicate his findings, and this is likely to go down as one of the most serious frauds in medical history. Scientists who publish their research have an ethical responsibility 
to ensure the highest standards of their research design, data collection, analysis, reporting, interpretation. And there can be no compromises because deceit can result in harm both to patients and science. And science is our best way of knowing. So we can't tarnish that. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And that just reminds me of another um, famous quote, which the right to search for truth implies also a duty. One must not conceal any part of what one has recognized to be true. And that's by Albert Einstein. I hope everyone has enjoyed this as much as we did. If you'd like to have a read on your own, please don't take our word for it. There's a reading list available. We've included the retracted paper and Brian Deere's account, the journalist on the case who revealed his business scheme and the Lancet's two-day scramble to bury the case, and even the patents. Thank you for listening to the first of our podcast controversial topics, and it sure has been a topic that has boiled the blood of many. Also, if you would like to enjoy this ad-free, subscribe or get the public app subscription. That includes this and so much more. It summarizes scientific publications into audio and text, so you can listen on the go, in the lab, on your commute. Currently, there is over 100 papers to choose from in various topics. Now, it's stuff you normally would or wouldn't listen to, but it does fulfill that essential need to read in academia.